This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, howdy, folks. You know what time it is. I don't need to fucking tell you what time it is. You know what fucking time it is. It's time for this fucking podcast to start. All right? We'll see you in hell. Are you sons of bitches ready to laugh in a podcast setting? You sons of bitch bastards. Is that what you want? Is that what you want? You is that what you fucks? need? Is that Honestly. what you need? Say it like James Gandolfini. Is that it, what you need? Is that what you need, AJ? Carmella. Gabagoo. <laughs> Folks. <laughs> have to have your breathing, of course. Yeah. Uh, great loss. Great actor. Great man. I love him. Uh, folks, I wanted to talk to you about getting on with the show. And uh-huh. also... I'd like to... Boy, I can't even think of one. Let me think. Oh, Jesus, Pat. What did it come on? I wasn't ready. You bail at that, at that moment, you bail? Well, I can't just start singing a song. Maybe you have a little preparation! <laughs> um, well, we'll and, all wait, Pat, till you're ready. And let's get on with the Joe. Woo-hoo! Wow. Real yeah. fuck you to everybody. Let's get on with the Joe. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, folks, today we're talking about season four uh, of Black Mirror. Uh, the Arcade Fire band sang a- about it, which I assume came before the show. Remember that song? Black Mirror. Yeah, I've always been touch and go with Arcade yeah. Fire. Like, they're pretty good, but I don't go out of my way. Not their best song. It, the, the chorus is Black Mirror. I really like, almost like a Dracula voice. It's stupid. Now, my now Pinkstone, our dear friend, he, yeah. his interpretation of that title is it's, it's the Black Mirror. It's your phone. It's your computer screen. You know, when those are in rest mode, he goes, those are the Black Mirror. You can see your reflection in it. Like I could see it's that. It's about technology. I thought it was a pretty insightful take on it. And well, I can't hey. imagine what the hell else it would mean. Well, right? it, it might have just come from that song. I don't know what that song's about. I just know that it goes, Black Mirror. You know, they're one of these bands where I'm like, do we need you guys around again? <laughs> Haven't you put out enough? I really love their first album, and then I just kind of get further and further away with each additional album. But... uh Remember when I worked at Conan O'Brien? They were there, and they had not their album hadn't even come out yet. There was fifteen people on stage. They were all wearing helmets, and they're playing each other's heads like drums. And I was like, "What the fuck am I looking at?" Yeah, that energy seems to have gone away from Arcade Fire. That's not who they are anymore. It always bothers me at the end of Return of the Jedi. The e- Ewoks do that with the stormtrooper helmets. Yeah, that's and I'm a like, stupid. What, part. what is this? What, that's what, what are you guys doing? Yeah. These were like the meanest people in the galaxy. <laughs> I thought that should have gone like from uh, Little Mermaid. I never saw the Little Under the Little Sea. Mermaid. Never saw Little Mermaid. No, I've never seen most Disney films. Okay. Lion King? Never saw it. Holy shit. 
literally could not have less interest in seeing a Disney animated film. The you only know, ones not, I kind of I'm not an animation like, guy either, I, yeah. but I've seen them all because I was a kid. I mean, uh, as a kid, I even knew I was too tough for that bullshit. Yeah, uh, I always preferred like uh, you know a PG comedy to like. So, you know, some cartoons. The only shit. ones I ever had interest in are the ones that have like witches in them, like Sleeping Beauty. You always look kind of cool to me or Cinderella yeah. or not Cinderella. Snow White has a witch. Sure. Those are the ones I kind of like. But but well, anything that, that, else. that also that old old animations kind of uh, kind of beautiful. It's beautiful Real. to look at. Yeah. I do want to get a Blu-ray of Fantasia for that reason. I have Blu-ray of Fantasia that has remained unopened for years. Is uh, Fantasia 2000 any good? It's on the same Blu-ray. Yeah. Is it? Let's get baked one day and watch them. Maybe we do an episode. You guys want to hear that? <laughs> no, seriously. Do you guys want to hear an episode of this podcast where we review Fantasia versus Fantasia 2000? I don't know. Do we start our, a new podcast <laughs> that's just Fantasia, minute by minute? The Fantasia Boys? <laughs> uh, oh, you know what? Well, I have we, a, we can call it Fantasia. I have a great idea for an activity for us. What? And it might be something we add to the Patreon when we also add the buffet thing. <laughs> Which people have been asking about, by the way. It's called, ready for this? Yes. It's called a Chiba. And it means we smoke Chiba, then go to go Amoeba. To that's and just a great, that's just a great on a Saturday morning. Hey, you feel like, a, you feel like an Achiba today? But then, what do we record it live in store? The no, no, no. La- in the loudest store in no, America? I'm saying this is just for me and you to do. Um, for this fun. is just the name for our new activity. Look, I'll achieve a... It doesn't have to be Saturday. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> we can do it whenever you want. And I'm saying maybe if people sound excited about it, one of the things you could purchase is we smoke weed with you and walk around the movie yeah. section of, <laughs> of Amoeba Records. I'd be down with that. And as I desperately try to not have a, pup, a panic attack in public. I must admit... Um, a dream of mine is to do one of those what's in your bags for Amoeba. Me too. Uh, they just had Kamala and Emily do one. Um, I would love to, and I'll I'm never dying. be asked, but, you know. I'm dying to do one. What do yeah. you got to do to get a fucking what's in my bag? I mean, you know, Jake Fogelness did one. I'm as, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more specials than that guy does. Yes, that's true. Why can't I get a fucking what's in my bag? I mean, I know I'm not getting nominated for Oscars over here, but can I get a what's in my bag? <laughs> Um, folks, yeah, so we're talking about the first three episodes of season four today. Y- y- you get it. You understand. Joe, you what's it. new What's new in your life? What's happening? Well, uh, I was talking in the last episode how I went to that video game uh, convention. Uh, I got some new video game stuff that I'm always excited to get. I'm, I'm, I love collecting uh, these old video games. So I got a Sega CDX, which is a hard console to come by, and especially for the price I got it for. And it's a combo of the Sega Genesis and the Sega CD. It's like very compact version. So it's cool. I got Dragon's Lair for it. The and game you thought they made up uh, for, for Stranger, Stranger things. things. I got a port of that. And it is as fucking hard as I remembered it, as hard as they make it look in that, in that TV show. It's so hard. Um, but, you know, I've been enjoying wine lately. Right. A crisp white, as we also talked about last time. Yeah. Um, what do you have that's new to talk about? 
Because people already heard the other stuff that you just said on the other podcast. I mean, what what is new? We recorded the other one an hour ago. Joe, you don't have to tell them this. Yeah, that, what doesn't matter? Nobody cares. you got to act like it's a new day, a new I dawn. I watched the Raw 25th anniversary with our dear friend Vince Averill. Okay. I can talk about that during Pat's Movie Corner if you want. Sure. Um, there's nothing new. It's the same old, you know, working, living, hustling. Yeah. You, you know, know, I was... Uh, Here's how exciting my week's been. I'll tell you a story. Uh, I was driving down the street today. You know how in uh, Indian food they have b- b- basamati rice or basamti rice? I don't you pronounce really it? eat Indian food, so no. What I mean, whatever. Like most places they have white rice, brown rice. In Indian restaurants, for some reason, they have basamti rice. Now, what does that mean? It's just a different grain of rice. It's like a, it's a, a little longer, I guess. Okay. So, <laughs> for whatever reason, on my way over here, I got, this happens to you once in a while in L.A. where, like, a giant truck will make a turn, and you just sit there staring at it like, there is no way this thing isn't going to hit me. It happens with buses all the time. Right. And they barely pull it out at the last second. So, I'm sitting there staring at this truck, wincing, like, this truck is 100% going to hit me, and it rounds the corner barely, like, our mirrors probably brushed up against each other, our black mirrors. And it starts past me, and I'm reading this sign, and I'm like, what is this giant fucking truck? And I watch as this thing goes down the road, and here's what it says on the side of it. Some some company, Basamti Rice. The longest Basamti Rice in America. Right. They, they're advertising this on, the, on a giant truck that they have the longest grains of rice. Right, right. Who... Gives a fuck, Joe. Uh, Why would you advertise how long your rice is? I think. Well, I think it's a you know a phallic kind of thing. <laughs> Maybe it's Maybe. a subconscious. Well, I don't know. Maybe, I guess that's. I guess if you like that kind of rice and it's not long, you're like, this is bullshit. But just eat more of it. I mean, right? look, you're, when you put rice in your mouth. You're not eating it grain by grain anyway. If I got, well, there's a texture that the length can add to it, obviously, or effect. And uh, I would say this. If I was eating white rice and they were cut in half, I'd be like, this is weird. I don't like this weird, small rice. I need a big rice. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't expect you to be uh, on the side of this truck, but but so be it. I think it's a sexual thing. I really do. Everything in advertising is sex, and I think that's a weirdly... We got the longest rice. Right. You know what I mean? Well, a woman was pushing the rice into her body. (laughs) And I ain't talking about the mouth. Folks, I also would like to say that I uh, am doing my yearly cleanse. And I have a lot of fun for all of us. This week's (laughs) a lot of fun where Pat doesn't do anything except drink lemon juice with peppers in it. Not peppers, it's cayenne pepper. Yeah, and you can't fucking, can't eat anything, can't drink anything, comes and hangs out for 30 minutes, leaves. I've been entirely pleasant, I've been funny, I've been I delightful. Know. I don't like that you're doing something good for yourself. You do, you get mad. Joe gets mad if, you, if you're not going to have that 12th drink, he, he gets <laughs> mad at you. You're my partner, I don't know what else to do. I know. You are my partner, you're my hetero life mate, as they say in Jay and Silent Bob. Verging on homo. <laughs> sometimes Ver- sometimes fully bleeding into homo <laughs> emphasis on fully bleeding folks. uh you know so when i can't meet you and sulk over a few drinks in the cesspool that we've 
chosen to take up our lives in. <laughs> it's hard. I understand that. I understand that. I, it's also, uh, I know you've never thought about this, hard for me <laughs> to not eat or drink anything for well, a week. it's not natural. Of You're not, not supposed to do this to yourself. But I do it. And it's it's a nice little reset for me. And there comes a point always around the holidays where I'm like, just fucking give me that 18th drink. Let's get let me get high at noon. Let, you know, just yeah. everything. And and you don't care. And this gets me back on track. It's something I but like to do. Can I? It helps me think clear and everything else. Can I, don't I know what tell, to tell you that I do that same thing at the holidays? And you know what I do to fix it? I just stop eating whatever I feel like sure. and drinking the 18th drink. I'm just like, all right, if you cut these things out and live a little more responsibly, you'll lose weight, and you do. Sure, but I do this. All right. I'm and, just saying. And, and different strokes, Gary Coleman. Salads, you know? and I do. You, not on this, you don't. No, I eat nothing. You eat nothing. That's so, right. So what is in this concoction that you drink? It is... It's what you said. It's lemon juice and cayenne pepper. That's it. Just those two things. And then what you're supposed to do is maple syrup. I found that disgusting, like organic maple syrup. So I, I do one from a, a health place here in town. They also they do it up to like 30-day cleanses, which would kill people. And uh, you just I, drink it out of this bottle? Drink it out of the bottle. I, and it's raw cane. So raw, uh, raw sugar cane is what makes you feel fulfilled, I guess. But it's not like sugar. It's, it's the plant. Okay, uh, but the, is it, the only juice is the lemon juice. There's, it's not like diluted with water or anything. I mix it with water. It tastes too bad to do it otherwise because the cayenne is nauseating. But then the part that often gets lost, the, truly the worst part, is that then you you drink this all day. You drink a quart of it. Then at night you drink a laxative tea, oh, smooth God. move tea. It's called smooth move? That's correct. Jesus Christ. Then you wake up sort of crampy and uncomfortable and you drink <laughs> a quart, 32 ounces, of lukewarm salt water, Ugh. which is nearly impossible to get down. <laughs> and then within minutes, you blast <laughs> out your ass for about a half hour. Um... You know, on and off. Yeah. Today I was running some business calls while while taking care of business. And then uh, you feel great, light, better. I honestly haven't really felt hungry on it. But the weird thing is, and it's true and it's immediate. My girlfriend was watching TV upstairs last night. I She watches it all the time when I'm downstairs and I can't hear it. I heard every word as, as clear as if I was on the couch. Uh, the smells are crazy. She was cooking dinner. I had to immediately come over here because it makes you, it's like raw. We talked about last week, you're ravenous and hungry right. and you know, smells, you're like the, the fruit loops, you know, <laughs> parrot, like it, it trails to your nose. Your senses are heightened. Um, for some reason I like to do it. it it's a, it makes you, your by the end of it, your face looks clear. Your hair's like fluffy. And then you're done with it. I just and I like because I'm I was raised Catholic. I like uh, torturing myself. But doesn't but then you just go back to your lifestyle the next day. I don't know. I I do a uh, a special green drink that gets you off it, chlorophyll. Right. And then I do a day or two of orange juice, and then I work into of just orange juice. Right. 
usually a day of orange juice, and then I ease into you know vegetables, fruits, salads, and back on. Then you're then I'm just eating healthier again. You know, I'm I mean, I'm doing better. All right. That's God all I can bless. Say. What does one of these cleanses cost? Can I ask on air? Or is that tacky? No, it's fine. Uh, I got the seven day plus the the green drink at the end plus the smooth move it winds up yeah well they give you the tea and the salt and all that which is literally named after smooth move x-lax when you used to say that as a kid remember that yeah correct so they literally named it like the shit tea they, they're, they're telling you this oh is it's unquestionably be- shit tea. yeah and then uh you know i think it amounts to about ten dollars a day if you went and That's bought if you went and bought lemons, cayenne pepper, and all this shit, which I used to do, I've been doing this for ten years. Um, you chop it all up, and then you got you're drinking seeds, and it, it makes it so much more miserable to do. No, ten bucks a day. I'd pay is, ten bucks a day. You'd spend more than that if you're eating solids. Of course you would. I could tell you that much. Yeah. Well, Pat, if that didn't constitute for a scary stuff, I don't know what does. <laughs> because that sounds fucking horrifying to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have no stories like that. I, I, I've been out and about. I've been taking long walks. No strange encounters of any kind. Sure. Uh, no confrontations. Uh, you know, just nice leisurely days of of, of light work and uh, enjoying myself. I, you know, I'm happy to hear it. You get bored. Yeah. Yeah. Life, I, I've learned this now that I'm done with work. For the, it's life's very, very boring. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'll take I'll take two mile walks at a clip. Sure. Not even hikes, just walks through like the neighborhood, to, just to see people and be around activity and listen to music and I'll write while sure. I'm walking and do that all the time. Yeah, it's like you know, but uh, in, a, in a way that's boring too. I like it because you're moving around, but yeah, sure. I mean, it's not you know, it's not going to knock your socks bored. off. Yeah, I'm always, always I got on my treadmill board. twice yesterday. Okay. Or my uh, elliptical, excuse me. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, why not? I'm trying to build it up. I got this elliptical that's like, it's like a part elliptical, part like stair step thing. Okay. Sort of a hybrid. So it's really fucking hard to do because yeah. it's not long strokes with the feet. It's more like up down. Uh-huh. So the first time I did it, I couldn't get through 10 minutes. The second time I did it, I could get to 10 minutes, but I had to take breaks. Uh-huh. Finally did it where I was able to get through a full 10 minutes straight. So I just got to get that up to, if I can get that up to 20 minutes and do that every day, I'm fucking gold. I'm gold. But I got to get, I got to get there though. Folks, I apologize for the content of this uh, this week's podcast. <laughs> What's wrong? I mean, we're, we're both talking about uh, the healthy choices we're making in the new year. It's, it's a mommy blog, essentially. What's wrong with mommy Or daddy blog. There you go. There you go. What are you looking at your phone for? I was getting ready to take us to Pat's Movie Corner. All right. Let's drift on over to the other side. How long, how long <laughs> I strive. Separate my hand. There is an album right there. California Cation. Yeah. You want to talk about an album that I, when it came out, I loved it. And now when I hear any song from it, it disgusts me. It even is at so the time, cheesy. Even at the time, I was a little anti Red Hot Chili Peppers, but I was like, I gotta admit, these are some good songs. And the follow up to it has some good songs, some pretty songs. It's, but I, I, I feel the exact same way. Like you hear that, what's that song? It's like doodle 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 doodle. I'm like, give me a fucking break. Yeah, 
around I, the world. Yeah. <laughs> the last time I went to uh, Coachella, they they started up, and of course, Coach, of course, they were big there. And you know, the bass thing starts up, and then I was I turned to Heather. I was like, "Let's get the fuck out of here." And we did. Oh, went and saw suck. New Order. There was like forty people there. Yeah, one of the best to, shows yeah, I've ever seen. You go to New Order. Um, yeah, but that, New Order followed by Pet Shop Boys. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm driving around the other day listening to Sirius XM and, and I, I have, you know, the grunge station, whatever it's called, uh, you know, Fortified or whatever. I don't know. Sure. Fucking whatever title it's got. Right. In Bloom or something. And then uh, uh, the ca- the song Californication comes on. Yeah. It's just so That song is dumb. terrible. Californication. Dream of California. The, um, he... Also, is so crazily auto tuned. He's he's beyond T Pain. Like yeah, he them live. I've seen them a couple times. They tour with the Foo Fighters once or something. His voice is so horrible, and he doesn't play an instrument. Yeah, no, he just sings so shittily. What, what are you bringing? The worst. They did a. There was a thing on Netflix for a while where you could see this tribute concert to Joey Ramone. Uh-huh. No, to Johnny Ramone. Excuse me. Uh-huh. So it was all these bands came out and played. Ramones covers and all of them were like bands you'd hang your hat on except the Red Hot Chili Peppers were there and you could kind of I got the feeling that everyone was like what the fuck are these guys doing here it's like if you're having like a comedy like a a basement comedy show and like John Mayer shows up you're like yeah yeah, all right buddy (laughs) you know but uh anyway a tweet from she yeah so I heard So anyway, she, uh, but they open with, I want to be sedated. And it's, I mean, just picture this. It's Anthony Kiedis going, 20, 20, 24 hours ago. Uh, yeah, I've seen I want to be sedated. It was fucking I've terrible. I've seen this. Was, was Pearl terrible. Jam there? Uh, Pearl Jam Your one, precious I, Pearl Jam? Yeah, I've seen this. I believe Pearl, my precious Pearl Jam, he yeah. says. You know, come Joe, on. Joe, by the way, last night raving about Stone Temple Pilots number four. It's a good album. It's an album my diehard Stone Temple Pilot friends from high school used to squat over and shit on any chance they got. It's a good album. It's it's the last good album they put out. The last two are terrible. You like Sour Girl? Yeah. Yeah, Sour Girl. It's as right. good as Creep or any one of those fucking songs. It isn't. All right. Well, I like it. It sounds like a follow-up to Core. Okay. I like I like that. Look, here's my problem with Tiny I'll Music. I'll do it again. Your I'll precious again. fucking Tiny Music album. Great album. He sings like such a fucking pussy through the entire album. It's annoying. It's annoying that he does that voice where he's going, Back, I got it, ooh. I said, I press play, baby. It sounds like Cartman. It's, it's annoying. Right. It's well, fucking I think annoying. his voice is probably shredded from uh, heroin. No, use. he's trying to do there like is a, some of the voice. He's yes. trying to do like a T Rexy glam rock thing, and I like the glam rock Dug aspect it. of that album, but I don't like the way he sings. And I like that on number four, he's back on. I got that hair with a Sunday. <laughs> I like that he's doing that again. Right. He's doing like Scott Weiland again. Now we can agree though that even though Anthony Kiedis is a bad rapper, he is perhaps our best rapper. Anthony Kiedis? Did I say rapper twice? Yeah, you did. God damn it. Bad singer, perhaps our best rapper. Perhaps perhaps our best rapper. I'd only put him below the guy from Korn. (laughs) The Fieldy? Jonathan Davis. (laughs) Well, 
Corn makes the chili peppers look like the fucking Beatles. I mean, seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Corn is a and 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 Limp Biscuit makes corn yeah. look like the Stones. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, that's... Uh, Red, I mean, Red Hot Chili Peppers knew how to write a fucking catchy song. Don't get me wrong, but... it's The, the stuff that, that ages particularly badly is like the... It's terrible. I, I never mean, liked holy it. When, shit. when Blood Sugar Sex Magic came out, and all my friends were like, this album's amazing, it's yeah. a game changer. I was like, no, it's not. It's <laughs> white boy bullshit. It is, It's yeah. white guys mimicking black music in a shitty way. Yeah. Uh, fuck this album. It sucks. Suck My Kiss is a pretty good tune. One of my least favorite of theirs. Uh, give It Away, I Don't Give a Shit. Under the Bridge, Please Let Me Never Hear That Song for the yeah. Rest of My Fucking Days. Yeah. It's like Van Morrison shit. It's like, okay, they're fine songs. I never want to hear them, though. Do you ever want to? Do you ever go out and, do, and, go, and go to a jukebox and go, you know, I'm going to put in Moon Dance? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's never happened, though. Well, it's a marvelous night for a moon dance. <laughs> Well, that's all my parents fucking listen to is Van Morrison. So I, I've had uh, my fill. Well, and there are kids out there now. They're like, all my parents listen to are the Chili Peppers. That's Some true. poor bastard is sitting in his dad's house right now, and his dad's telling him the Chili Peppers are a great band. I yeah. was in a record store at Christmas time. Okay. The King of Prussia Mall in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, which is the town next to where I grew up. And this was my mall growing up. It was. Yes. It's one of the biggest malls in the country. It's a great mall. Uh we they, we, we went in, Pinkstone and and uh, and his lovely wife Jess and I went in for uh, on Christmas Eve. It's a tradition. We go there. It's the mall at Christmas. It's fun, and we just kind of window shop. And there, lo and behold, there's a record store now at the King of Prussia Plaza. I'm flipping out. Jim's flipping out. I'm like, do you realize we haven't seen a record store in here since Sam Goody? Right. Like this is awesome. There's vinyl a, or what? Vinyl and CDs, but mostly vinyl, of right. course, because it's, you know, the, the Wow, age that's rate. crazy. Awesome store. Yeah. Awesome. I got some, I got my favorite Sinatra album ever, which is the Sinatra and Antonio Carlos Jobim, like, Bossa Nova record. It's the most romantic record I've ever heard. I got a copy of it sealed. It's never been played. Original pressing. I got... <coughs> Uh, an original colored vinyl of Living Color Times Up, which is my favorite Living Color album, sealed. It, it was a great store. I can't, I can't remember the name of it, of course, but it's a great store, and I will be back. But anyway, I, I'm in there, and it's real busy, and I'm like, this is great, man. These guys open a record store. It's in this mall, which you, you wouldn't expect. It's busy. People are appreciating art. This is great. And then uh, a guy to next him. to me goes... Uh, I look over. He's holding uh, Dave Matthews. Oh. <laughs> Dave Matthews Band uh, before these crowded streets on vinyl. Which look, it's not a terrible album, but it's not when you go. I got to go get that on vinyl. One of my proudest things <laughs> is that I, I avoided getting into that world. And I was I was seventeen. And I was like, you guys are all fucking stupid. And he's discussing with the 14, clerk, bro. like, where can I get? But where can I get Crash on vinyl? And the right. clerk's like, I think we might have it at our other store. And I was like, I guess there's a guy out there that's like, I need to own Dave Matthews on vinyl. Hey, ba 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 boo boo. I'm out of here, the space between man those are some <laughs> shit songs yeah I, I can't tell you how many people have told me you just gotta see them live and maybe you do 
Maybe I'd have a nice time. No, you but don't. But I wouldn't. It's the same thing they say about Fish and the Grateful Dead. I don't need to see hate, longer versions of these songs That's right. to get it. Not to mention the crowds. Can you imagine the crowds? Oh, God. God. I got to tell you, the crowd of the Red Hot Chili Peppers show, I walked in, I was like, oh, I'm going to uh, be beaten to death here. I'm going to make a bet. I'm going to bet right now that the whitest place you could be on planet Earth yeah. is the finale show of the fish run sure. at Madison Square Garden. I don't think there's any whiter place on planet Earth that you could ever be. Probably not. Aside that, from the opening show of a Dave Matthews run. Probably not. At the San Francisco Fairgrounds. They're playing. Well, they have that one black guy in the band, though. So at least there's one. Matter. It's still I think the he whitest died. experience. <laughs> no, the one black guy did. The, bla- the okay. other black guy is the drummer. He's still in it. Okay. But the guy that played uh, like violin. Sure. Or something like that. Uh, yeah. Or saxophone. Yeah, or I don't even see any band, any rock band with a fucking violin. Or a saxophone. Except the Magnetic for... Fields, who are incredible, but that's not rock music. Um, anyway. Anyway, Elephant in the Room, I, I sneezed there, and there was no bless you. Um, when? You didn't even notice, did you? I didn't. I was real wrapped up in this discussion we were having. Okay. Wouldn't God bless it, you. Wouldn't have hated a bless you. All God saying. bless you. Um... Did you ever own a Dave Matthews album? Yeah, I own the first, not the first, the first, the first famous one with Ants Marching. What is the song Ants Marching? Oh, God. Oh, I had that cassette. Yeah. yeah. I had that cassette my freshman year in college. I never bought another one. I, I do like, and I have it on my Apple Music, I do like the first song on... The Crash album a lot. So much to say. I like that song a lot. So much to say. So yeah. Yeah. What's that they one? They have songs like, here and there that I enjoy, but. How yeah. about What a Would You Say? That's the big single. That was the first big Oof. single. God, that's a bad song. These are and all bad songs. Satellite. Satellite's pretty. I'll give you Satellite. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Dan insisted when we were in college that the lyrics were Samponine and he would sing it to me. <laughs> Samponine. Yeah, he would do that when we were like high and drunk and it was yeah. for some reason one of the funniest <laughs> things that, that I've ever experienced. Sure. That was, uh, and then my friend Brian English who was one of the funniest people I've ever known used to insist, he used to rewrite all the lyrics to the to the system of a down songs. Well, so uh, so for, for the one, yeah, the wake up he he said that it was uh, a wake, cool song. He was like, I love that song. He goes, he, he would go, is uh, wake up, chop suey. Why'd you put the ketchup on the table? <laughs> uh-huh. So he'd say that was like that, and then uh, the song uh, uh, toxicity. He would go, dude, what are you on the rag? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And it would it would just fucking kill me. It would just kill me. I used to, when I was super into Weird Al in grade school, like nine years old. I would I would write parodies of the songs of the day. My biggest hit, of course, being Losing My Pet Pigeon. Oh, boy. I was nine. <laughs> Not bad. Nine. Not bad. You had a good If Dr. a nine-year-old walked in here now, you'd be like, hey, buddy. That's how young I was. That's good. Uh, all right. Let's get to this uh, movie corner. I only have one for this week. I want to talk, folks, about a movie I saw last night that I think is a fucking masterpiece. And I, I guess I probably saw it years and years. And years. I must have seen it. I know I saw it. But it was like watching it for the first time. Owning Mahoney. Phil Seymour Hoff. 
Are you looking for it? Oh, you're just off mic. Okay. Um, I thought it was a goddamn masterpiece and the best movie about gambling ever made. People, it's a, a rounders or whatever. Rounders is one of the most unrealistic movies about gambling ever made. Yeah, it's, it's a almost, fun almost made by people who don't understand the game. Also, too, I mean, look, I love Malkovich, but Jesus Christ, he's absurd in rounders. He's absurd. It's absurd after a while. Have you seen Owning Mahoney, Joe? No, I just heard it's so sad that I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can take oh it. Oh my god! I mean, it's depressing. It's depressing as hell. But it's the only true. I think it. I think it got me off gambling. I've had a tremendous amount of luck with gambling, but I recognize in myself the potential to be a gambling addict. To be a Mahoney. I tell you, well, it's it's one of Phil Seymour Hoffman's best performances. His girlfriend is Minnie Driver, which. Uh, she's great in it as well. Where she's in Rounders too, isn't she? She is in Rounders too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the sequel to Rounders, Rounders two. They've, they've talked about making a sequel to Rounders. About what? What would it even be about? They're playing poker, but they're older now. Uh, anyway, if you haven't seen Owning Mahoney, it is certainly depressing, and I don't know if it's going to appeal to somebody who's not as into gambling as I am. I I was blown away to the extent that I looked up the screenwriter. The man's never done anything since. I looked up the director. Never done anything since. And I looked it up. It had a $10 million budget. It made less than a million dollars. So those guys sure. are out of the business. But they made a fucking incredible movie. It's so good. And I, I just, I just, I'm not even going to talk about it anymore. Watch the movie if you haven't seen it. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, my only one for this week is a little miniseries called The Langoliers. Wow. Stephen King's The Langoliers. You watched all four hours of this thing? I watched all four hours. I uh, saw it on TV back in the day when I was a kid. I bought a, uh, bought a three-pack at uh, Walmart when I was home over Christmas. It's The Stand. Don't give Walmart money. This, why? Read an article. I've read it. I know, is there any store that's not? Your iPhone was made in a sweatshop. It's like, what are you going to do? Almost any store other than Walmart is going to be better for this country than Walmart. Walmart employs a lot of people. Joe, I, I can't get into this with you. Well, that, what, 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 well, tell me. School me on this. Why? Well, it is true. They're in the news right now. What do they do now? For, I, should, I almost sent you this article because I was like, look at, look what, at fucking well, what, America. Tell me what they did so they, I know. Well, tons of these, emplo- these great employees that you speak of who make less than they would at any other store. No health benefits, by the way. They show up to their job, and there's a closed sign on the store. They didn't tell anyone Oof. they were closing it. All right, all right. You're making some good points. Stuff happens all the time. But Walmart, Walmart's business mission statement is move into an area where there's lots of small businesses doing well and, and crush them. That's their model. Okay. That's all what right, they've been doing all right. You convinced years. me. I won't buy anything at Walmart anymore. Please right? don't. I mean, I, I, could, I could talk for hours about Walmart, they, especially in oh, Missouri. They, well, I've never seen a Walmart in California. Maybe that's a second podcast. <laughs> Fuck Walmart. Uh, uh, listen, I, I don't don't shop there, guys. Uh, all, right. all right. Sorry, holier than thou. That was to the guys. That wasn't to you. <laughs> uh, I was at Target, okay, and I bought this three pack. Yeah. Of TV, it was the Stand, right. the Langoliers, and the Golden Years. Uh, Golden Years, I haven't watched yet. I remember watching it when I was a kid. Don't remember anything about it. Well, uh, you you might ask why, Joe? Why did you watch the first two and not the third thing? Uh, because guys, the Langoliers. It, this pains me to say because Tom Holland directed it, and I love Tom Holland. It was so fucking bad. It also stars Bronson Pinchot. There's two reasons for me to like this movie right out of the gate. Comedic role or no? No. Okay. 
He plays the bad guy, actually. Uh, and this, it starts fairly interesting. The premise is, you know, the, these people pass out on the plane. They wake up, and they're in an alternate reality. Everybody else has disappeared. They don't know what's going on. It's interesting. Uh, but, I mean, my God almighty, this thing just drags and drags and drags. It's not very well acted. Um, it's not. It's not visually pleasing. And it came out at that time when special effects on made-for-TV movies were just unacceptable. Like, <laughs> it's got, like, CGI monsters that come that are the Langoliers. And, like, th- th- it just looks so ridiculous that you can't, you can't care. It's just, yeah. ter- it's just terrible special effects. But I sat through it. Um, not a good King adaptation. Uh, and not one, quite frankly, not one I think they should have even made. I just don't, I don't get why they picked this story as a uh as an as as an a, 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 to to do a mini series it's just not a good it's not a good enough story it's an interesting idea it's a short it's, story right i th- i believe so um tommy knockers no i've never seen the tommy knockers I, th- I haven't either uh but i will watch golden years eventually but that the langoliers left such a stain on me i was like i, I gotta give this this set a break um, and somebody, one of the fans actually wrote to me and said, why don't you do the Langoliers? Uh, somebody for, that you love from Perfect Strangers in it. Coincidentally, I got that just as I was watching this. Uh, so, yeah, it's not, it's not great. All right. Uh, did you like the Stan miniseries? It's okay. It's, I remember liking it's, it. It's good enough. I like it. Yeah. Uh, the story doesn't, there's nothing wrong with the miniseries. I just don't find this, that story very captivating. Like, I've never been a big post-apocalyptic guy. Sure. So, like, but for that story, it's good. It's yeah. well done. You know what Bronson Pinchot is great in is Risky Business. Who does he play? Plays Tom Cruise's nerd friend. He's great in uh, True Romance. He is great in True Romance. Yeah. But, like, I, I assume Risky Business would have been one of his first things. He just, like, plays such a realistic, like, high school nerd. In a, in mm-hmm. a, not, not, no glasses, no tape on the, no right. pocket protector and all that shit. He's great in it. And what I was really blown away by with Risky Business, which became one of my favorite movies. I, I, I had seen it 20 years ago, but uh, Tom, Tom Cruise. Like, I don't know if there's ever been a better performance from Cruise, and he's like 20. Yeah, he's very good. He's so great in that movie, and he's kind of playing a dork, which is weird. He's a great actor, man. You know, we can all say what we will about the Scientology sure, stuff. Well, he's just sure a good, but he's he's a great actor. I, I, yeah. the guy was meant to be a movie star. And your favorite, Miss Rebecca De Mornay, completely nude. She's not my favorite, but I'll take it. We on one of the early episodes of the show, you talked about how you dreamed of starting a life with Rebecca De Mornay. I, I don't think that's true. Well, we can. Go to the audio tape. Let's but. go to the fans. Guys, if you know what Pat's talking about, send us the transcription. I don't they remember saying They will know that. because I think they've talked about it in the thing. But um, I mean, she's a hot lady. I just I wouldn't say she's my favorite. You had like looked up to see who she was married to. It got pretty deep. So you must oh, have. Oh, yeah. Had... No, I do remember doing that because she's in the stand made for TV movie. I mean, I mean, the, the shining made for TV movie. Oh, OK. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, what happened to this lady? Well, she's fucking great in Hand the Rocks the Cradle. I know that much. Yeah, and she's fucking great in Risky Business. I was I was blown away by Risky Business. I, I saw some. I'm gonna just only watch older movies from now on. I think it's a good movie. They're better. Well, yeah. Um, couple quick picks. Trapped in Paradise. Do you want to talk about an old movie that the is Dana not good? Carvey movie. You know, I was buying up some Christmas movies at like a dollar a pop on Amazon. 
And I was like, I don't know if I ever saw this. Carvey, Nicolas Cage, and John Lovitz. Not good. It's awful. It was a huge box office bomb. But, folks, I bought it for $3. It went out of print two weeks later, and I sold it for $60. Um, I felt real good about that. But the movie is unwatchable. It's terrible. Don't check it out. I saw Donald Cried, which is streaming on Netflix. Great movie in the Chuck and Buck vein. Okay. Guy goes home, reconnects with an old friend. He's very strange. It's an uncomfortable comedy. I liked it quite a bit. I recommend it. Get Me Roger Stone, documentary about Trump's kind of key advisor. Yep. Fascinating look at what is going on in American politics and how they pulled off this win. Uh, And it's, it's so frustrating because their whole strategy is like, let's do things on the absolute line of legality. Right. And it completely worked. Like, you watch it and you're like, as much as I hate everything this man stands for, he's a genius. Okay. Uh, it's depressing as well, but I urge you to check it out. Valerian. Lost Planet. Yeah. Somebody in the Facebook page referred to it as his favorite movie of the year. Uh-huh. Folks, this is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Look terrible. Absolutely terrible. It looked terrible. And they keep giving that kid shots. They keep giving the kid shots. Well, I guess Luke Besson finally came back with that Lucy movie, but they keep giving Besson shots. I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ. It's like that kid's, they, they, they just, they were like, he's going to star in movies now. It's like, why? It, the, I've, the, that lead couple in this movie, I mean, I, I almost don't remember watching it. I watched it three weeks ago. I, that's all I want to say about Valerian. Don't watch it. Don't I, know if I talked about Coco on here. Beautiful movie. Beautiful Pixar movie. I don't like cartoons. Uh, My Arrowitz stories. Sandler. You talked about that already. Saw it. Out. Hounds of Love. We going to do that on this show or not? I don't know, but why don't we cool it on the movie corner? Because you're barreling, and I don't know. I'm getting confused as to which. You, you, you've definitely mentioned some of I, these. That's already. why I'm checking them off. I don't I don't remember if we did this one or not. But do you want to do Hounds of Love on the show? Is what I'm I don't know what Hounds of Love is. I've never talked about it, but I did text <laughs> you about it. Should we do it for the show? It's a sick horror movie that's on Hulu. Oh, no, then let's do it for the show. All right. All right. Folks, if you got Hulu, watch Hounds of Love. It's also very disturbing, but we'll do that in the near future. Is it about dogs or something? No. It's about a <laughs> about a couple in Australia who kidnaps and tortures young girls. Uh, no, let's not do that on the show. I, 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 need a, I need a little breath from torturing. And- All right. Well, that'll be my last one then. If you... Did you like it? I absolutely loved it, and the guy that directed it will be directing... I'd like to say great movies in the next few years, but let's be real. He'll be directing fucking Marvel movies in the next few years because that's the, the career path now for people with vision and talent. Hounds of Love is based on a sad, true story about a husband and wife in Australia who would drive around because the wife was in the car they're like yeah i'll take a ride you know bring them back to the house they tie them to the bed they're the husband they seem to have an arrangement where if you're going to do something to her we both got to be there but the husband keeps kind of slipping in on his own right you never you don't see anything Uh, i want to make that clear because this movie will be very triggering for some it is very upsetting but they don't show you stuff really and while it is very disturbing i would put it 
on a, on a par with like uh, our movie from last week, Raw. It's very unsettling, very disturbing. But at the end, you're just like, God damn! Like it's it's very exciting, very suspenseful. All right. And for some reason, it's on fucking Hulu, which Hulu I always view as being like a family place. Yeah, they they throw some weird shit on there. It was de- it was a very depraved and excellent movie, and and as far as from a direction directing standpoint, uh, I think really an interesting movie. All right. Well, I'll check it out after I haven't seen so many like eating flesh and torture things sure. recently. Sure. Um, I don't have a scary stuff for this week, unless you do. No. Let's get into our topic: Black Mirror season four, episodes one through three. Let's go through them one by one. The first one. Most people know as basically the Star Trek one with Jesse Plemons, also known as Fat Damon. Uh, I mean, and now he goes shirtless in this thing. But they he makes them shoot him from like 30 miles away. Yeah, but you do see that the man is a chubby man, and he's... You see him in briefs at his fattest in the Fargo show, and I mean, the guy's like... He's going out with one of the most beautiful women that's ever walked the earth. They're married, and he's impregnated. <laughs> There's to me, there's no one more attractive than Dunst, and I admire the man. I really, I saw him making out at a drunk history party. I admire her for not being all about, you know, for Couldn't being about a normal more. dude. He's a good, he's a great actor. Look, not everybody goes just by looks, you know. Yeah, but you do, and you've said it repeatedly. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> well, maybe. No, it's not true. Uh, this one is called USS Callister, season four, episode one. Um, so yeah, Jesse Plemons plays basically a kind of disturbed VR designer who, uh, creates sort of a fantasy world where he's basically the captain of the ship of his favorite Star Trek like show. Mm -hmm. And in doing so winds up kind of like trying to control and dominate the people in the thing, uh, including Mr. McPoyle from Always Sunny. He was great in it. Uh, and uh, also Westworld, of course, Jimmy Simpson. Mm-hmm. And Christina Milioti, who I really like. She uh, was great. Uh, from Wolf of Wall Street and many other things. Was she I, uh, Wolf of Wall Street? DiCaprio's first wife. Oh, she! I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's great. Um, I, I, thought it, I thought this episode was fantastic. I thought this was as good as Black Mirror does their thing. Nearly uh, a feature film, really. I, I yeah. liked it a lot. Um. It just had all the elements uh, that I like about Black Mirror. Some of these other episodes had the elements I don't like about Black Mirror. But this one hit it. It it was fun. There was a twist. There was a social commentary. I like that in the beginning you think Plemons is the good guy. Then you realize he's the bad guy. Right. I like the reveal that these people that he's duplicating in a virtual setting actually have consciousness in the other setting. And that's what makes him sadistic. And you realize that's really what he's all about. It's got a chilling ending. Yeah. Uh, they, it, it was funny. They did really funny stuff with, like, when he pauses the game and, and leaves to get the pizza at the door, everybody else is just there in the world, like, talking. Like, right. you know, like they're at the, co- the water cooler at work. I, I just thought it was great. And I, and I also think it's always best when Black Mirror, when they do slight near future. And this was exactly right. that. Right. So uh, I thought it was just very, very well done. Uh, I liked the whole episode. It was my favorite so far of the season. It's the first one, John. Out of the three I've seen, <laughs> okay. it's my favorite so All far right. of the season. All right. I thought you were like the guy who uh, who called a show the called the show Elliot of Vegas the other day, the worst show of the year. 
It premiered like January 3rd. I hear like, it's... Uh, do you think? I hear re- repeatedly that it's terrible. Well, <laughs> the man who made it is a friend. Very nice man. Oh, all right. Well, I'm sorry uh, to hear that. I thought that. the pilot was funny, and I have not seen any future episodes. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, look, I got nothing against your friend, so don't put words in my mouth. I'm not putting words in your mouth. I, I got something else I'd like to put in your mouth. Folks. Whoa. Um, yeah, I, I think we're both uh, big fans. I'm going to go uh, B-plus on this one. Hogs up? Two hogs up. <laughs> Let, please don't start doing that. Uh, episode two, Archangel, I thought was a pretty dismal affair directed by miss jody foster my issue with this thing really was the two leads uh, the the woman uh what is her name rosemary i can't remember oh, fuck uh i liked her in almost everything and i just didn't in this and i thought the girl who played her daughter was particularly not great I'm um, sorry rosemary dewitt yes um I just I get it, you know, parents being kind of overprotective and there were certain moments like where she's watching her daughter get fucked, basically, where I'm like, okay, this is disturbing. Well, if you haven't seen it, the premise is they put a chip in her daughter's head when she's very young. And it's basically a way that you can track your kids, never lose them. Like right. most Black Mirror things, it starts out as this sort of promising technology right. ends up going to the to a darker place as as they always do. And one of the things she can do with this technology is she can she can literally see what her daughter's seeing. Yeah. So she stops using it at some point because it's 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 basically fucked her daughter up because it allows her to block traumatic visuals from her daughter. So her daughter as a child gets to this point where she can't she doesn't understand what blood is like, you know, like she doesn't know anything uh, because this has all been blocked through this filter. She shuts it off, promises to never use it again. But then when her daughter starts getting into a little bit of fun trouble in high school, she starts monitoring her daughter with it again because you can never remove the chip. Uh, And that's why she sees the daughter now at 17 or whatever having sex for the first time. Even you explaining it, it sounds good. Like that sounds like a great science fiction short story. And but... I, for me, really, this was a performance issue. I didn't like either of the actresses. I, I don't know what to tell you, but I I was bored by it beyond belief, and I wanted it to be over. And then when it ended, I was like, eh. It's, look, it was a very... Now, this is what I was saying about earlier. This is where I start to not like things that Black Mirror does. Great premise. Great commentary. I didn't mind the... I thought the actors were all very good in it. And I also thought that uh, it was well-directed because it's obviously it's Jodie Froster. But... Jodie Froster. Froster. So the, the, the baker. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, anyway. but I, So, I liked all those elements of it. But it did things that Black Mirror tends to do. Everything is interconnected somehow. It's way all up its own ass. Like this storyline exists because this seed was planted there at the beginning. It doesn't have to be all that, guys. You could have did this thing in 28 minutes flat. Yeah. Twilight Zone style. And I always it, think Black Mirrors should be Twilight Zone style. Yeah. I think they'd all be so much more effective at a half hour. I can't even tell you. Yeah. So, um, and the ending, quite frankly, didn't. It wasn't enough of a payoff for me. It wasn't. No. It wasn't dark enough. It wasn't chilling enough. It was just the daughter runs away and the mom lo- f- finally really loses the daughter, yeah. which is what she's trying to prevent the whole time. And I'm like, 
I understand that point or, or that you know what they're doing, but it just it was just kind of a boring ending to a movie about some crazy technological advancement. Right. Just seeing this daughter just get on a public bus at the end and leaving. You're just <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, Black Mirror as a whole, I. I, it's it's a show that I love. While when I really look harder at the seasons, I'm like, oh wait, half of these kind of suck. But I love the I love thematically what they're doing, and I just love that something like it exists. Really, people you haven't seen other seasons, really, have you? I've seen them. Yeah, people oh, find it. People find it scary, which I don't understand. Like I know people that are like, I can't watch it before bed. Wow, it keeps ne- me awake. I'm like, what are you talking about? Never even been mildly scared by a black mirror. Um, and then the third one, least favorite, could barely get through this fucking thing. It was so boring. I got to tell you, for whatever reason, this was my favorite of the three. Crocodile. Dundee, right? Yes. Uh, that, that might've been my mistake. I accidentally watched Crocodile. Dundee. Um, <laughs> Not a lot of stuff about science, but really funny. <laughs> well, I, I learned what a knife was and what a knife wasn't. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> I thought that Crocodile was fantastic. Uh, I thought the actress who I had never seen before was a real villain, like rough stuff. And I just loved it. Would it would this have been better at a half hour? Absolutely. But the whole technology of like smelling the beer and all that to recreate memories, um, for whatever reason, I got into it. And the ruthlessness of this woman going through and killing anyone who might fuck her life up and then that final reveal of the guinea pig at the end and you know the guinea pig's gonna uh find her out and she killed a baby for no reason for some reason that's the kind of like dark shit that i I love when black mirror does i was like shit look i like those elements of it that they it was ballsy and it was dark but you know i just didn't i didn't buy for a second that the woman at the scene of the hit and run at the top of the episode, who's insisting they call the authorities and report this. Right. Uh, and then her boyfriend is the one being like, you can't. I'll go to prison. We're not mentioning this. And then two years later, when he comes back and goes, I f- can't live with the guilt or whatever. I've got to I've got to confess that she then is suddenly able to kill in cold blood. I didn't buy that. And I also didn't buy that there wasn't a simpler solution, which was, OK, Remember when I wanted to turn you in because you did this? So go turn yourself in. Just leave me out of it. Problem solved. Well, why does she have to get drug into it? There's no way to prove she was there. Just go say that you fucking did it. Fine. I don't give a shit. Just leave me out of it. I hadn't thought of that. That would have worked. Um, But it's not what happened here. The stakes stakes just weren't high enough for me. I, I didn't care. There was too much procedural content about how uh, even though it was cool that the insurance company had this advanced thing they could do the scene still felt like i was watching a movie about an insurance agent in the 80s or something like i I just i I really really found it fucking boring okay Okay. i was also quite frankly insulted for english people that you know netflix is like we're gonna do black mirror now suddenly the first two episodes that are the big uh, lead-off ones all American casts. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they, they, you know, they, they toss all the English actors into the third, you know, <laughs> mildly forgettable episode. Yeah. Have you seen the the additional three in the? Not yet. Okay. Well, we'll we'll do those as a, as a second part. Yeah. Um, but 
You know, the, it's it's weird. The show was like such a crazy phenomenon, and then I haven't heard as much about this season, but I thought it was as strong as the others. It, it had good and bad. Um, no, it's, it's a good show. I mean, overall, it's good. They just need to tighten it up. I agree. I think I think they should all be a half hour. Absolutely. Anyway, um, folks, that's our show. Uh, I'll be headlining Gotham Comedy Club the weekend of February 16th, and after that I'll be uh, doing the Patrice O'Neill Benefit in New York City. So if you're in New York for either of those things, uh, please come out and say hello. And it's Joe DeRosa Comedy on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at the Patrick Walsh at Twitter and Instagram. Thank you all for your uh, feedback, tweets, Facebook posts, etc. I don't know if you've been to the Facebook page, run by Emily, of course. Um, but merch is coming. A uh, lot of merch is coming. Posters, um, beautiful artwork, uh, etc. We're very excited. And the launch is uh, close at hand. Also... A quick shout-out to uh, the gentleman making Funko versions of me and Joe, little Funko figurines. It's one of the coolest things I've seen, uh, maybe because it involves me, but um, let me look up the guy's name. I believe it's uh, Brendan Gash doing that. Well, I want to look up his handle. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, see. thank you. That Those are awesome. Oh, yeah, so it's just Brandon.Gash. Brandon Gash, sorry. Uh, really, really cool shit. Thank you for doing that. And uh, something that somehow I had missed, we have an Instagram page called See You in Hell Pod that I don't think we've ever mentioned on this show. I no, didn't know we had an Instagram page. It's new. I believe Emily started it. So so follow us there for updates about, you know, merch and all that stuff. Yes. Uh, just uh, all one word. See You in Hell Pod. Check it out. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. And we'll see you in hell. That was a HeadGum Podcast.